Welcome to Lifehouse Church Online. To know more about our senior pastors, head to the Lifehouse website. We hope you enjoy the service. But I really want to see you build your life this year. I really want to see you built up and established. I really want to see you do something so significant for God. In fact, I want to see God do something so significant through you, at your workplace, in your family, in your mindset, in your, in your endeavors. I really want to see your life built strong and healthy this year. Is there anybody that's with me that wants an established, built up, strong life? And not even just this year, it's just the, the beginning of something great about what God could do in your life if we decide to get planted in the things of God. Colossians chapter 2 verse 6 and 7 says this, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord. We're going to stop there. And it's uh, quite a short passage to share then stop. But as you therefore have received Christ Jesus. In other words, if this is for you, the rest of this passage, the rest of this message, what Colossians is about to open up today is for you. If you've received Jesus, if you're walking with Jesus, if you've got a relationship with Jesus, this is for you. And if you, you would be honest with me and say, hey, actually, Dave, I don't right now at the end, and we're going to pray a prayer together. We'll all pray together so you don't feel embarrassed, but I'm going to give you an opportunity to invite Jesus in your life so that you can walk with him and grow with him, and he can help you build this life this plan and this purpose that he has for you. But he starts out by saying, as you therefore have received Jesus, it says, so walk in him. Grounded and built up in him and established in the faith. As you've been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. I love it. As you've received Jesus, it doesn't just stop there. It's not job done now that I've received Jesus in my life. Can we check that scripture up one more time? That'd, that'd be awesome. He goes on to say there's actually a little bit more to do. Walk in him, rooted, grounded, built up in him and established as you've been taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Salvation is a miracle. Salvation is incredible. The moment you said yes to Jesus is so significant and so important, but it's the beginning of God doing something in your life. God wants to build upon that. He wants to see you grow, get stronger, get, see more peace come into your life. There's so much more God wants to do. And today I just want to talk about building your life on the things of God. Many things in this world that we can decide to build our life on. And they're good things. They're great things, but they were never designed to be the foundation, the bedrock of who you are. That was always meant to be Jesus. Can I get an Amen. That was always meant to be Jesus. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all those other good things he's going to bless you with. In other words, if you build your life on the things of God, and we'll go into what that is, then everything you put your mind to, your family, your career, your business, your relationships, your mindset, the anxiety that's holding you back, as we get planted into the things of God, all those things become built up and established, and we become strong. I mean, come on. I just, I just love this guy. He ran our prayer meeting this morning and Maddie mentioned it, but a guy named Sean Andrews is such an example of someone who just decided that we're going to build their lives on Jesus. He's actually our children's pastor right now. He's our, he's our kids leader, our kids director. He, along with Pastor Richard and myself and Pastor Hal, he's responsible for raising our children up passionate about Jesus. That's pretty important. Can I get an Amen. A couple of weeks ago, I asked, who loves their teenagers? No one responded. So now I'm going to ask, who loves their kids? 
Yeah, still not quite there, but I know you do. He's out there right now preaching, encouraging, getting around uh, our young, young children, just saying, come on, go for God. God has a plan for your life. Four years ago, he didn't want a bar of God. Four years ago, he didn't want anything to do with church. But he's come on such a journey that four years later, we have never been more sure he's the right guy to lead our kids going forward. But he decided from day one, he was going to ground himself in God in the things of God, get planted in the house, get planted in a group. So much so that he was even in my life group before he was even saved. So here I was running this Christian life group, opening this Bible study. This guy rocks up who's not saved. And he's a smart guy. He, I don't know whether he would say he was an atheist or not, but he had, he had a lot of questions. He thought a lot of things through. <laughs> and there were a few tough questions coming. I just wanted to run this nice Bible study where I was patting everyone on the back and you know, that song Kumbaya and all that stuff. And, and, but then this, this non-Christian guy just started coming and he was invited by one of the girls in the group. And I, I honestly felt like, you know, God wanted me to say this and really point out that the fact that he was even in a group, planted in, a, in church, in a grow group, before he'd even been saved was just such a powerful sign of where he was going to go. He'd already decided. In fact, he hadn't decided the church was for him, but he was coming to a grow group. And he was going to hear about this Jesus thing. And whether he came with good intentions, bad intentions, four years later, he's so passionate, so excited about what God's done in his life. And your children, my, my daughter is going to benefit from that, from someone just grounding themselves in the house and in the things of God. See, God has a big life for you. Such a big life. And sometimes I just want to get up and preach about the potential on your life and the plan that God has you and the purpose and where God's going to have you in five years with your family and your career and you're going to have evangelized to hundreds of people and they're all going to get saved. That's what I want to preach on. But I really felt God like said, Dave, just talk about getting grounded today. Just talk about getting planted. Just talk about, get, about digging our roots deep into God, the things of God. And then from that, what I'll be able to do is build up and establish a beautiful, beautiful life. Amen? Because if I look around this room, there is so much potential. Look around for me one more time. You might not know the person next to you. You might. But there is so much potential in this room. I look around and I just see so many great young people that are passionate about Jesus. The, the media would love to tell you nobody cares about God. Nobody has anything to do with church but there are young people in God's house that want to go for Jesus amen we've got Sue and Mike on the front row here and I don't want to embarrass you both and I'm not going to mention your age 50 year anniversary last week which if you do the math means they're 68 years old at a minimum let's leave it there even in the front row, in the house of God, wanting to be grounded so God can do something through their life. I mean, people, yeah, come on, give, give these guys some praise. That's incredible. What an example. That's who we need on the front row. I look to the left, there's potential that God is just going to use. And then this, this middle section, and then everywhere, all across this place, there's probably people up in the back desk that have got potential for God to going to use them. But for us to reach that potential, we've got to get ourselves grounded. We've got to get, get ourselves planted in the house of God. And from that, God is going to do something so significant. Amen? Amen? We've probably heard it before, but skyscrapers go deep down before they go up. And the picture's great, and the view's incredible, but no one was there for when it was being dug out in the mud and the dirt. 
as I've already proven to you, I'm not a builder. And for me, you know, just looking at a skyscraper, you, you wouldn't, that's not the first thing I think of. I, I think of how great it is and strong and, and the view. And for me, it's just like, yeah, they probably just like brushed a site and just built straight up. Like just made a square patch of the dirt and then probably mowed the longer and then built up. Hence my lack of building skills. Do a bit of research. They go deep down until they find this thing called bedrock. They didn't just want to build on dirt. They didn't want to just build on the ground. To so build a skyscraper, huh? What does a skyscraper represent? A built-up, established life that Colossians was talking about. Established, built-up, strong. They go down deep until they find bedrock, something they can really build back up upon. Our bedrock is Jesus. Our bedrock is not our careers, not even our family, not even our finances. The bedrock of our life is Jesus and the things of God. Amen? Amen. And then from that, he builds great wealth. He builds great relationships. He builds so much in your life you can be proud of and get excited about, all from that bedrock, grounded and built up. Luke 6 verse 46. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? I sense a little bit of frustration here from Jesus. Do you? Just a little bit. Not a lot. He's saying, guys, I love you. I love what you're doing. But let me spell it out to you. Disciples, you want to build a great church. People, you want to go for me. You want to do something great in business. Or you want to continue to build your career. Or you want to be the best school teacher anybody has ever seen. Build your life on the things of God. And so he says it. He says, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you who he's like. He is like a man who was building a house who dug deep. Everybody say dug deep. Everybody say dug deep. And laid the foundation on the rock. And when the floods arose and the stream beat vehemently against the house, it could not shake it for it was founded, grounded, rooted on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man or woman who built a house on the earth without a foundation. And which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Your life, let me declare this over your life, is not meant to be in ruins. If you want to do life with Jesus, his plan and his purpose is not that you would be in ruins. It's not that you'd be down and out, lost and broken. It's that you'd be strong. Live a life of purpose. Live a life of peace. Live a life free from anxiety. But he's saying, he started by saying, why do you call me Lord, Lord? But do not do the things in which I say. In other words, guys, this is so important. Let's stop. Let's take a check and say, hey, find the bedrock. Build your life on this solid ground where God can just build something so strong. Matthew 4, verse 5 and 6, Jesus is talking about as he scatters seed. He says, Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of the earth. But when the sun uh, was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. I promise you God's plan and his purpose for your life is to be grounded in him, knowing he's going to grow, knowing you're going to grow, knowing there's things that are going to come, come across your path that will knock you about a bit. That will maybe try and throw you off your game here and there. There's an enemy out there that does not want you to succeed. And what God is saying is, hey, he's going to have no chance whatsoever if you just ground yourself. If you just dig deep into me and my purpose and my church. Come on, from the front to the back, I, I want us to get excited about this. 
As Madeline told us, the year's about to start in two days. <laughs> Let's start by deciding, hey, I'm just going to dig a deep well. Just going to dig deep into the things of God so that he can build something on my life because I believe the best is yet to come. I want to be here talking about the plan and the purpose, and I am, but first we've got to just get grounded in the house of God. God is your bedrock. Builders that are building skyscrapers look for bedrock. People in the world, they're looking for a bedrock. They've realized being rich cannot sustain you, cannot do it all for you. Having great family and friends around you is fantastic, but it's not the thing that's going to hold you in good stead. Amen? Great things, but people are realizing that they need something greater, something bigger. His name's Jesus. He's a good God. He created us, and he has a plan and purpose for our life. He's got peace for you. He's got power for you. He's got a plan for your life. God's plan is going to need you to be grounded first (laughs) because it's incredible, it's big, and you're going to do great things for God. And I want to say this. God's plan for your life is to be planted. It's going to be up on the screen. A little bit of a play on words. I was so proud of it. I was like, Tim, make me a slide. (laughs) Come on, give it up. God's plan is that you're planted. I worked so hard on that, guys. Come on, please. I don't know what else to say as a preacher. God's plan for you this year is that you're planted. Pastor Dave, what's the plan for my life? What's God got for me? What decision do I make? A lot of my week is catching up with people and helping them make good decisions. Helping them think things through. Asking, praying and believing. What do you think God's plan for my life is? I reckon it's to get planted. Why? Because I know when you're planted in the things of God, when you get planted in the house of God, the plan of God is going to come to fruition. The dreams you have, the purpose that God put on your life is going to come to pass. Plan to be planted. I want to encourage you with that this year and beyond. When I say this year, I mean the next 50, 60. Plan to be planted. Make a decision that I'm going to be planted in the things of God. I'm going to go for God because I know that God will do something great in your life. What's the plan of God for my life? To be planted. What decision does God want to make? To be planted. I need prayer for? Plant yourself in the house of God and there'll be people praying for you. Praying with you. Praying around you. Praying into that situation you've got to make. Where are you going to find that? You're going to find that when you're planted into the house of God. Amen? I want to encourage you. I'm the kind of guy that wants it all at once. I'm a bit, what's the right word? Gun-ho, loves to, you know, doesn't rest often and, and up and about and whatever it looks like. And often I want it all at once. But the plan of God and being planted means you're going to grow slowly. Once you decide I'm going to get planted in the house of God, it doesn't mean overnight, bang, everything's going to be sorted out. You might not even see growth on the outside. You might not even look in the mirror and say, I haven't changed, I haven't grown. You might not see the miracle straight away, but as you slowly continue to ground yourself, and as there are opportunities to uproot yourself and ditch church and not be a part of a grow group and all the the simple things that will keep you planted in the house of God, that's when you'll continue to grow and grow and grow. There's this TikTok that I sometimes love to watch. It's called Box Laps. This guy sets up a camera and he just watches things grow. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it calms me down. <laughs> but I really just enjoy watching. And I've actually got this video I want to show you. The guy's going to pop it on the screen of, I believe it's a bell pepper. Correct me if I'm wrong. But 
There was music, but we'll go with it. Vegetables. <laughs> there we go. A hundred and five days. For how many bell peppers? <laughs> if the guy didn't get a hundred million views, it was a waste of time. <laughs> but he's been paid quite substantially. First thought that Dave gives that is, what a waste of time. 105 days it took to get two bell peppers. But the lesson in that is that great fruit comes from being planted and grounded in the house of God, in the things of God. And to me, that didn't seem like much, but that was only 105 days in. 210 days in, a year into being planted, grounded in God, in his purpose. Imagine what God could do with your life. Imagine we just set up a camera, um, you know, um, that started out weird, but just of your life. And it was just watching you grow from strength to strength to strength. After one week, you, wouldn't, you, you might not feel completely different or completely changed, but if you know, you just stay consistent. You just stay committed. You don't uproot yourself. Don't change the direction of your life. If God stays as that number one priority in his house and God's people, I tell you what, God is going to be able to build up and establish something so significant in your life. His plan and his purpose will be there Beautiful, bright, and shiny. Stay planted little bit by little bit. God's going to keep doing something significant in your life. Amen? When I say get planted, it's, it's so easy. Church every week. Just church every week. That's what it looks like. By the end of the year, you've been in church for 365 days. And you've just kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And what you'll find is the anxiety that used to riddle you has now subsided. And it pops its ugly head up every now and then, but the peace of God reigns strong. You'll find that. Maybe not after a week. Maybe after a week, God will do a miracle. That's not impossible. God, in an instant, can do something. But as we plan ourselves, God will keep doing something in the house of God. We're about to do a fast together. That is what I'm talking about when I'm saying getting planted into the things of God. Fasting and praying, believing, declaring out loud. In the name of Jesus, God's doing something significant this year. In your family, he's going to break chains. Relationships are going to be restored. The things you're dreaming about, the things you're planning for, as you get planned and as we pray and fast, that's what it's like being grounded in the things of God. The things of God is the house of God. Prayer and fasting, worship. Worship is such a powerful thing that will keep you grounded in the things of God. We're going to be doing prayer meetings this year. Not every single week, four, four, four times a year, but we're going to pray, we're going to seek God. And I tell you, you're going to be blessed because of it. Grow groups are going to be running. And I say this to people a lot, just read half a chapter a day of the Word of God. Amen? You might read a chapter, you might read a chapter a week. Can I encourage you, just open up the Word every single day. And if it's every second day, don't feel guilty about that. Maybe every third day, half a chapter a day, just read a story about Jesus. That is grounding ourselves in God's presence. I would, I would, yeah, give God some praise. Come on. It's all about Jesus. I would love to have something like just deeper and more, 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 uh, just 
You've never heard it before and it's so incredible. And then I could package it and sell it for $5,000 subscription. Nothing like that, guys. It's so simple. Just plant yourself in the house of God, around God's people. And God promises. I read, I've read three scriptures so far. I had to take two, two or three others out because we would have been here forever. So many times in God's word, he promises. If you just plant yourself, you'll succeed. You'll be courageous. You'll feel good about your life. Your kids will grow up seeing you, knowing that my mum and my dad are strong and I can trust them. Amen? So, so important. On the other hand is that your roots will, will get nutrition from somewhere. Reality is whether you like it or not, you're going to get your nutrients from somewhere. Amen? Make a decision where that's going to be from. Is it going to be from the, the Channel 7 News? Is that where your strength of stability and support is going to come from? If I know what's going on around the world, I'll be okay. I'll be able to plan and prepare around it. Where are you getting your strength from? Because if our roots are dug into the house of God, you're going to be getting his peace and his hope and his purpose. And in Galatians, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. So many great things being planted in the house of God. Where, where are your roots getting nutrition from? They're going to get it from somewhere. You're going to ground yourself into something, whether it's your finances or your business or your career. Again, all those things are great, but God doesn't want them to be number one, a priority. I'm making a decision again, again. After walking with Jesus for 16 years, I'm making a decision again to get grounded in the house of God. In the house of God. You know, my story is got saved when I was 16 and just started, just, just got planted in the house of God. And honestly, I don't say this to brag, but I don't know how many Sundays I've missed. There wouldn't be many. I say this and I'm a little bit embarrassed about it, but the day after I got married on a Saturday night, I was in the front row in church. And some of you are like, dude, get out of here. Go on a honeymoon. What are you doing? Like, but in the house of God. And I'm still married and we still love each other. We're good. In the house of God. And to be honest, I think it's a huge reason why, why I, I, I'm a pastor and I'm a preacher. Being totally honest, there are better preachers out there. There are smarter people. People that are better at counselling and walking you through things. There are better people out there. But honestly, I just think that for such a long time, I got my nutrients from God. He was able to do something with my life. Honestly, trust me, there are better preachers. <laughs> there are better people that could get up here. But I tell you what, I don't think anyone's as full as me. Amen? I don't think anyone's roots are as deep as mine. You know what I'm saying? That's all I prioritise, just digging into the things of God and youth group every single Friday night and then grow groups and then young adults when it was on and then, then church in the front row and then and I was just in the house. And all I can credit to me being up here today, and I love what I do. It's so exciting when you get to preach and, and, and lead and, and pastor people. It's just honestly, I just got planted in the house of God, into the things of God, and God just did something through me. Amen. Same might be for you. Whatever you, you're dreaming about, whatever God's actually talking to you about, it's all going to come from strength in your roots. Amen. I was talking to this young guy last week, and he's a young adult, and, and it's kind of his first time he's been 18 since out of COVID, so everything's opening up. And he's in this position where he's like, I know I want to go for God, and I want to dig my roots into the things of God, but I'm a young man, and there's fun out there, and there's nightclubs, and there's... And he was here and I just, you know, just recently had a chat with him and just like, bro, I'm so proud that you're here. 
I'm so proud that you're here, bro. And I could tell he was in between two worlds, kind of just trying to figure out. But I'm, I'm really believing he's going to ground himself in the things of God this year. And my message to him wasn't, don't go out, bro. What are you doing with your life? Get your head screwed on. God, it was, bro, do whatever you want, but just come to church every Sunday morning. And I said to him, we're starting a night service soon, so if Sunday morning's too early, get here on a Sunday night. Knowing that as he digs his roots into the things of God, the things of the world will subside. The things of the world won't satisfy anymore. The, the pleasures and the joys that, these, that, that, that the enemy comes at him with will not last as he digs his roots into the house of God. And I'm excited to see the journey that he goes on. Come on, let's get grounded this year. Let's plant. It's been a, a rough two years. You haven't been able to get into the house of God. You haven't been able to go to a grow group, but things are getting back to normal. And God is a God who restores everything you've lost. God is a restorer for those who are faithful and those who get back into the house of God. God is going to restore momentum to your faith. God's going to, you're going to open up your word and you're going to read it and it's going to jump out at you like you've never read it before. But you just have to open it for half a chapter a day. And God's going to do so, something so, so incredible through your life. We were able to get away just recently over January, a couple of weeks down in Dramana. And my daughter's been to the beach, but she hasn't been for a long time. So we were, she's about uh, 16 months or so, just over a year. And we'll take her to the water and we'll, I'll have to carry her down. And I'll, I'll start to dip her feet in the water. And then straight away, I'm not sure what it is, but she does the frog leg thing. But straight away, she'll just lift her legs up to her chest and be like, nah, <laughs> not doing that. That's cold. That's not the bath water. <laughs> Bathwater's nice and warm. That's what she's used to. But then going to the beach, she's just like, this is not right. Like, why is this water so cold? And so I can just get her feet in the water. And I'm one of those dads, and I'm sorry, but I haven't taken her for swimming lessons yet. I've literally had the, the, the swimming lesson page open on my phone for six months. And I've been like, I'm going to call. I'm going to call Monday. I'll call, book her in. We'll get her in there. So... Um, we got her feet and then we finally got her knee deep in. That's the best we could do, knee deep. Hands up if you're a knee deeper. Not swimming, you're just tanning. One lady was actually really proud of it, but then no one else put her hands up. So she was like, you be proud, be who you are. Even my wife, she's a knee deeper. And I tell you what, that's not what God has for your life. When it comes to faith, when it comes to him, when it comes to his house, he doesn't want you to be half in and half out indecisive, not sure what you're going to do, not sure how deep you're going to go with God. The plan and the purpose and the word of God promises that when you sink your teeth into the things of God, only good things come. Amen? None of this shallow. Just, just checking out a little bit, then back out, and then a little bit of a dip, and then back onto the sand to sunbeat. God's plan is that you would sink yourself, ground yourself into him into his church, into prayer, into worship, because God knows what will happen if you do. Don't do the things of God only need deep. Go out, go all out for Jesus this year. If there's anything I can encourage you with today, go out all out for Jesus this year. Time and time through scripture, he meets people and says, come after me, follow me, do life with me. I will make you great. I will do significant things through you. You will do significant things through me. There are people at your workplace that are crying out for Jesus. They might not verbalize it, but inside they need him. And they need someone who's full, grounded, strong in their faith to reach out and say, come to church with me. I know you're going through a tough season. Come. Come and just check it out. 
That's what, but it's going to take courage. It's going to take someone who's just all out for God this year. Amen? And there are many things in this world that you can do knee deep. Many things in this world that you can do half-baked. Not sure whether you're in and out. Your faith is not one of them. There are many things, like mowing the lawns. No? It's funny because all the men are like, no way. My lawn, women as well, maybe my lawn needs to be meticulous. Corner to corner level. That's what your face should be like. Meticulous. Corner to corner level. There are many things in this life that if you did them knee deep, it wouldn't be a a massive problem. But I want to encourage you. Come on, let's go after God with absolutely everything we have. What about a marathon? Any runners in the place today? You know what? If you do a marathon knee deep, that's fine. You've still ran half a marathon. Like that's incredible. What is that? 21 kilometers? That's pretty incredible. That is something you can do half half baked, half full. Amen? What about footy training? Don't worry about footy training. Just rock up to game day. Yoga. Every now and then, get to yoga. It's good for you, but like, you know, it's not life or death. Amen? Finishing a kebab? Probably best you don't do it, like, eat at all. Like, doing that, half baked, not super important. Supporting Carlton, it says here. Doesn't really make a difference whether you do it with everything you have or not. Not something significant you should do. Your taxes, I just wrote that as a joke, you definitely should do your taxes properly. Going to the gym, there are many things in this world that you can do at half pace. Amen? There are so many things you can decide to do. And all those things were, were great things. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you why I'm so excited and so passionate and so confident to preach this message about going all out for Jesus and just planning ourselves in the church and not missing a Sunday and getting to grow group and, and all of that. You know why I, can, I feel confident preaching this message? It's because Jesus gave it all for us. If he first hadn't died on the cross and fully sacrificed his life and fully shed his blood and fully rose from the grave, if Jesus hadn't have done it first, I don't think I could get up here and preach his message. Can I get an Amen. I don't think I could get up here and say, come on, give God your everything when he only gave us a little. The reality is Jesus gave us everything. It might sound funny, but he didn't just sacrifice a limb. They didn't just nail him to a cross and then let him down again with, with, with sore hands. They didn't just torture him and then let him. He gave everything for you and me. Why am I so excited about this message? Why am I confident that we can do it? Because I know that Jesus did it for us. Amen. And it makes me, it makes me sad, but it makes me happy that Jesus gave it all. That's the message. Jesus gave it all. And now we get the chance to give it all back. But the funny thing is, is that when we give it all back, we're the ones that turn out blessed. It's a good deal, guys. <laughs> It's a really good thing. That's why they call it good news, the gospel of Jesus. It's because he died. He bled for us. You've probably done communion before at Lifehouse or in another church. It's remembering the blood that was shed and the body that was broken for you and I. So that we could live a life on earth. 
free from the enemy, that we could spend eternity, not in hell, but in heaven with Jesus. And I'm encouraged because the first scripture I read was all about being built up and established. God's got a plan. God has a purpose. God has good things for you. Maybe you've gone through a season where you haven't felt like that. The year starts in two days. God has big things for you this year. God has good things for you this year. You needed to hear that today. God has good things for you. I'm going to say it again. God has good things for you this year. Prosperity, peace, strength, miracles, breakthrough. You've been struggling with something for 10 years. There's breakthrough when you plant your whole life into the things of God. Why? Because Jesus did it first. He did it first. Amen. I'm so grateful for what Jesus did. And so I don't want to be half in, half out, unsure. I want to go all out for Jesus. I shared before that. Sure, it's easy for me now being a pastor, but I honestly believe I'm here just preaching because I did it when I was a young guy. 16 years old, just got planted in the house of God. Not a heap of talent, not much going for him, but just sunk his roots deep into God's presence. And God did something. God's still doing something in my life. And God's still doing something in your life. Amen? It's all about Jesus. It's all because what Jesus did. This is going to be an incredible year. Hi, I'm Richard Gabakian, pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now. And if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.